Hello and uh, welcome again to Supercoach Insider. I am Chris. And, and I is, am Ben. Yeah. Um, and thank you again for joining us uh, for North Melbourne. Um, so uh, there's really only a few really interesting picks, but they do have a lot of mid-prices that can provide value. So Yep. So um, don't be fooled. It'll be short, sweet, but full of information and there are some very relevant players. Definitely. A uh, quick little shout out. So you can find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash SC Insider mm-hmm. and Twitter, which is uh, SC underscore insider underscore yep so please do give us a like if you appreciate what we do um because that's really you know what we go by so and uh really you know happy at the moment with yeah. the amount of views we've been getting oh, just so absolutely astounding guys so we're really um really looking forward to getting uh pumping up those views and and pumping up the, our pages and, and really getting out in the community we think we've got a lot to offer tell us if we don't <laughs> but look, we'll get right into it. Um, I swear, we're only going to cry for like one night. <laughs> yeah. It won't be that bad. Now, look, North Melbourne, um, they do have the round 13 buy, which is a little bit better than the round 14, but it's not as desirable as 12, of course. Um, the finals aren't too bad. They play Eagles at home, Lions away, Bulldogs at home, and then, but unfortunately, in the grand final, they're playing Adelaide. Uh, so they're probably going to get dominated uh, if you do make their. Uh, the grand final. Um, ultimately, their draw is good, but at the end of the day, they're still finding out with GC for the spoon, in my opinion. So I don't think they're going to win too many games, which unfortunately will impact their super coach output. Um, and really, to be honest, there's only one guy in their team that I can see as a true gun. Um, and we're going to start with him, which is Toddy Goldstein. Hey, Goldie. Oh, Goldie, the forgotten Goldie. Um, unreal. I think this guy might be the biggest under-the-radar player of the year. Uh, insane what he actually has put out in past years um, and I don't understand why he's not on more people's radar uh, but he did have a massive fall from grace um, he went from he averaged 94.8 last year um, and he's literally been averaging 110 plus for what seems like a decade but it's it's not that long um, I mean it's just, it's around the same as your Grundy and and your um, your Jacobs but they, those guys are getting a lot of airtime in terms of what they can output um, Goldstein's still only 30 years old so it's not like he's really old and in Ruckman terms he's still got a few years left in him if his body can hold together um, and he's got a big enough tank and he can get around the ground so it's not really a question of if he can do it it's it's about if he can do it with the people around him yeah and even like you look at you combine in like Heath Shaw average 106 Goldie average 107 or whatever it was in 2016 and then yeah. bang next minute they're forgotten about and it's like well they still might have something to offer yeah. but everyone just doesn't cover them I mean there was a time when he was the most reliable super coach option in, yep. in, in the league and now he's in 1.5% of sides which, which if you want crazy. a point of difference someone was like I saw someone on Twitter just today being like they're talking about getting Jacobs as a point of difference and I'm like well he's a point of difference but not really because you know, if you want a point of difference, Goldie's only a one and a half percent of sides. Yeah, and he averaged the same and has more upside. I mean, this is a guy that averaged in two thousand eleven, averaged one hundred and thirteen, and then backed up with ninety three. So he's done this before, where he's literally dropped twenty points per game in a season, and then the following year went back up to one thirteen, then one hundred six, one twenty eight, and one hundred eight. So I see him as a guy that, and he, I mean, he had niggling injuries last year. First time he's really had competition for spots. So you got Bruce and and Daw. Daw's last real season or crack at it, he's actually come out to the media and said if he doesn't make it this year, he's not going to make it at all. Um, and you've got Bruce who actually is... So you're saying that Daw's closing on him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, I set you up for that one. I suppose I opened the door oh, and you closed it. Oh, that's too late. I already uh, made that joke. This is unfortunate for me. <laughs> um, but look, um, in last year, still managed nine tons, including four over 120. 
plus six games between over 87 and between 87 and 100. So, however, he did have some real shockers. He had a 32, and then he got dropped. He actually got dropped to the twos um, for the first time ever. Um, and he had three scores under 62, which is really not like him. But I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. That's why he's so cheap, is 94, for a guy that hit 120-plus in six games. Yeah, he was battling through injury uh, last year, but... Um... Yeah, uh, so I think he's got a lot of... I think he's underrated. 1.5% teams is underrating where Goldie is. Here's the big thing, though, and the, the one, number one issue why you probably can't have him and maybe why it is so low, he does share the same buy with Gorn. So if you're going into the round 13 buy, you're missing two of your Ruckman. You can only cover one unless you trade. So I understand why. If you're not going Gorn, then you should have Goldie um, or vice versa. But um, that's probably why he's so underpicked. Well, I think if you're not going Gorn, you could probably go a lot more different than Goldie. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I mean, if you're going Gorn, you probably shouldn't get Goldie. But yeah, if you're it's not the same going with Grundy, then like, if you're not going Gorn, then what are you doing? You can't have Grundy and Gorn either because they they also share the same buy. So it, it so it's a really well you could as long as your other lines match up. I mean, you're only playing yeah. your best eighteen or whatever. So that's true. You you can you know forgo um, that that those two ruck spots as long as you can make it up in other positions. But yeah, um, plan but yeah, ahead makes it makes it tougher to cover him for sure. Definitely plan ahead because you definitely will have one zero. So just be aware of that. Other than that, I think gold is actually a solid proposition. I can't see any reason why he wouldn't be at, uh, at ninety five to hundred ruckman, let alone the potential to go one hundred to one ten or or even more. Um, so if you're thinking of getting a, a ruckman that is unique, I think that's um, very optimistic. I, I don't think it's that hard for him to match like a one hundred five to one hundred seven which he has done in a couple of years previous, which would then still put him in that number one or two bracket anyway. Exactly right. I, I think he's got the potential to go number one again. I'm not saying that he, he will go 110, but 108 was but number even one. even Ryder was only 103 average, and he was pushing number two. Yeah. And so it's not hard to hit a 103. Everyone's on Ryder. Everyone's on uh, Gorn. Everyone's on all the other rucks, and no one is on the guy that has literally been perennially the best ruckman for the past five years in Supercoach. And gold is reliable. It's true. It's, a, it's better than Bitcoin. <laughs> no, it's probably not. Um, all right, so that really that, that's that's it for premiums, guys. We're just going to go now? No, no, there's, there's quite a lot of mid-prices we'll get through. Um, and we'll start that with Ben Cunnington, which, to be honest, I, I've, he's never really lived up to potential. Um, you know, this guy was drafted, I think, in pick four, or very, very low pick. Um, and he's, he's produced averages in the last few years of 95, 92, 98, 80. And 91. It's just mediocre in a team that's mediocre. Like, he just never has really put out the big numbers. So, for me, I don't know why you would ever select him in standard. Maybe a late draft if you're, or a bench spot, but I think that's pretty much where you draw the line. I think they're going to be making way for a whole bunch of more midfielders um, that we'll touch on as well. And I don't think that he's really going to ever output more than, say, a 90 average at best. What do you think? I think you're there. I think if you're picking him, it would be a very cunning pick. And um, <laughs> that's a no from me. Cunning pick. Jesus. That, that, you followed your best with, uh, the, with your worst. I'm sorry. That was, that was pathetic. You need to go back to the drawing board. Only when you somewhere. comment on it, Chris. <laughs> um, now, of course, the next one, Sean Higgins. Um, losing forward status has made Higgins literally um, unemployable in Supercoach Realms. Uh, last year as a forward, he was uh, quite good um, in terms of his average. This year, because he can only be selected as a mid, 
it literally rules him out for me. I mean, his career in a nutshell is his first three rounds of last year. 111, 130, 58. That's what he does every year. He is the most frustrating person to have in your team and the most frustrating person to play against because any week you don't know what you're getting. And yep. that's Sean Higgins in a nutshell. Yeah, I picked him up in draft last year really cheaply because he had an off year and he, I think he was injured. Um, so yep. look for those value around people that can lift up. But again, you're paying overs. Like this is a guy who could easily have a horrible year again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, he's like a box of chocolates. You and never even know what you're in, yeah, get, even you know? in draft, yeah. yeah. Oh, Tom Hanks, Wil- <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> you're, you're bringing back McQuaid's mate. <laughs> yeah. Look, he he played 21 games last year, so he's going to be consistent. But he had eight tons. Then he had six scores under 75, and then six scores in the 80s and 90s. Did you just use Higgins and consistent in the same sentence? No, I'm saying consistent in terms of games played. He'll play... For one year? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been injured half the time. He's been... Well, lately he's been very consistent in terms of games played. He's actually staying on the park. His body's holding up. For a year. Right. Right. Hey. Um, But the problem is that even when he's on the park, only one in three times will he actually get you a good score anyway. It's just a, a, a lottery. So I, I just would say no. Um, I'm pretty much writing him off for everything at this point. Um, Jack Zebel, it's probably the same, same ballpark as Cunnington. Yep. Just he, never really... He, he's a hoverer, yeah. Mr. Zebel. Um, look, he's, he's never averaged over 95. And this is a guy that has been carried the north midfield on his back for, what, seven, eight years? Yeah. He's also had a restricted preseason initially as well. Uh, back in January, they reckon. So uh, they reckon he's also in the best shape he's been in two years. Yep. So that might mean he might get a 96 average. <laughs> no way. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah, I, he, play, he played through a lot of injuries and a lot of adversity last year. Yeah, good on him for that. But, yeah, for me, I am not that interested in him in draft or standard. Yeah, definitely. For that. He only hit 120-plus um, uh, once last year, which was 124 against the Pies. Thanks very much. And... Um, the only other sort of mid-price that I can see as potential breakout in the entire north side is Luke McDonald. So only four tons last year with a higher 112, which isn't that high, of course. However, he averaged 91.1 across the last nine games of the season and is priced at 461k as a defender. He played every game last year and it will be his fifth season. So I think with Mullet leaving, he has a real potential to take some points there and potentially average that 90 mark or maybe even 95. Mickey D. Yeah, I think he's a real he averaged 83 last year. I think he's really someone that can show you a lot of um, a lot of value especially in draft, but he could be a D4 smoky or he, maybe a D3 smoky. He's been on my radar for years and mm. this was the year he finally actually started to piece some of it together. Yeah. Uh, he's always been talented. He's got High a big kick, kick father son and a big yep. kick. He's a, a big brit on him. Like one goal he just smoked from like I must have been 60 meters out. He's just a monster. Yeah. But good kick on him he should get a lot more as you said with mullet gone a lot more of the ball uh and you, the points you make are very relevant and now he is on my watch list for draft in yeah two of weeks. course because i mentioned it to you so of course uh, so that, that is the other one by the way so there was um who was in the hawthorne uh ryan burton so ryan burton and luke mcdonald both averaged around the same and both have the same sort of potential so i think it's going to be a toss-up to see who gets who yeah, it's okay. Well, previous says um, previous history says that you pick people well over <laughs> and uh, don't get any value. And, and win leagues. Yeah, Prestia, right. Viney. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah one, 105 average, is it? Where yeah. are they? Where are they? Yeah. 
Um, look, the, the thing with uh, North this year and, and for the last couple of years that they've been, you know, the, the, it's like the trust the process system at the at the 76ers. I'm not really entirely sure what their process is because it seems that they just keep drafting midfielders that are the same. Um, so they've got a, a plethora of midfielders that are all vying for the same spot. Um, you've got Rovat, which they got in, Dumont, Mountford, Jai Simkin, Ben Jacobs, who's just coming back from injury as well. You've now got Luke Davies, Uniaki as well. There's just the, all these, I don't know how, they, they don't even know their, their mix and they've actually come out on their website. It says, we don't really know a midfield mix. Um, so we're using the JLT to work that out. Well, that's cool. Um, that doesn't help anyone. So I'll be, I'm really be completely surprised to see how they actually line up round one. And uh, it's a little bit of an unknown for really everyone. So a um, little bit scary. They've also got, they drafted in Billy Hartung, which is pretty interesting pickup. Like I, I think I, I was surprised when he was delisted. I thought he's got talent. He can run all day. Um, and kick it to no one. Well, that's true. But <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that, that Hawthorne clearly invested in. He's played 18, 17 and 18 games over the last three years. So they put a lot of time into it. Unfortunately, last year he only cracked a ton three times, and um, two of them were in rounds twenty-one and twenty-two. So the back end of the year, he, had, he was really good in coming through, and then they went, "See you later. We're going to delist you," um, which is uh, unfortunate for Billy. But um, little, he's got another late. opportunity. Here's the thing: he's got an opportunity a team that have players that are similar to him or, or vying for the same position. So really, it's going to—I don't know if he's going to be in the twenty-two, um, and it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, Jai Simkin is someone that they have also flagged for a midfield role and he's almost rookie priced at 256k um, but he only averaged uh, 46.7 last year so I wouldn't say it's a no for me <laughs> you, burned, you were hard on the Jai Simkin train last year weren't you I thought a lot of potential <laughs> North don't have much going on and he was horrible yeah, it's so no, and he's more expensive than he was last year. So all around, no. Yeah, and um, the other one that's uh, a rookie priced as well is Ben Jacobs, obviously coming off a year of injury. Um, he's a tagger, and he hasn't traditionally scored well. His highest return was sixty five, and that was in twenty fifteen. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, you can get someone cheaper. You can, but and so I wouldn't choose him. But if you're choosing Cam Rayner, with who's probably going to average sixty five to seventy, Jacobs is is probably in that same boat. And you don't know the role of Jacobs. He might not be a tagger when he comes back. So we, we don't really know how the mix is going to set up. I'd say he's one to watch if you're looking at those high-priced rookies. Personally, not for me. But if you're looking at 200K rookies, I would say, look, have a look. Who knows? Yep. Have a very careful and tainted <laughs> But <look>. the, the <laughs> one that everyone's got, I think, pretty much locked into their side except for me um, is Luke Davies Uniaki um, or LDU? Sounds good when you say it. Yeah, I, I, well, he's LDU. I mean, that's pretty. LDU. I like it. I yeah, like do you it. like it? It's like, um, it's like uh, LKU. I oh, know LKI. Should I say Loose Kid Industries? I don't know what that is. That's a skate brand. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 too non hipster for that. That's not even hipster. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't skate hipster? Who knows? Um, look, he's 189K. So, again, he's in that bracket of your the, the Paddy Dow, your Cam Rayner, guys that you, you need to see have been averaging over 80 in the JLT to even consider. Yeah, except um, he's built ready, this guy. Yeah, so the, here's the thing. So, uh, this guy is probably my pick of the bunch in terms of the output that they can, he can do. Of the top five draft picks, he seems to have the biggest ceiling is 187 centimetres and 85 kilos. So just to put that into perspective, he is literally the same size as Dusty Martin and Jordan Degoe and Christian Petraka. Same height, same weight, everything. AFL ready at, a, at what, at 18 years old. Ridiculous. 
Um, from four games in the national championships, he a- averaged 21.8 uh, disposals, six marks, 3.3 tackles, and zero point goals per game. Best of all, though, half of his possessions were contested. So he's an absolute beast with contested possessions. Um, in a tap cup, he averaged 24.2 disposals from six games with 4.3 marks per game, 3.5 tackles, and a goal a game. Again, half of his ta- possessions were contested. So he, even though he's not a, you know, a 30-possession-per-game player, he will score well in Supercoach because he wins contested ball, and the guy's an absolute beast. I can see him in the same mold as that Fife or Dusty down the road. Maybe not first year. I mean, Fife had a amazing first year when he um, entered into um, Supercoach, but um, not sure he's quite there. It's the only thing is I'm waiting on, uh, and the re- reason why I'm not selecting right now is purely price. Um, I actually upgraded him to Coniglio this week, and I just did a, a couple of little sideways trades to get in there. So uh, if you have him in, I think he will perform. I think he will be selected from round one, but keep an eye out. Um, I think North need him, to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is, Yes, yes, he's uh, he's probably their top end talent from midfield for a long, long time. Um, all the other mids around there, they're all speculative. Will they? Won't they? I think that they want him in midfield, and I think he's going to get time in midfield. The last rookie that I think everyone should be as a lock in in your line if he plays round one is Paul Ahern. Um, was picked seven at GWS in twenty fourteen and had a dominate knee for year, but couldn't break into the midfield there, of course has since unfortunately had two knee Ricos. So um, North traded for him when he literally already had gone down with a Rico. And so he spent the entire last year in rehab. And they've even released video now of him uh, carving up in their match practice. So he's ready to go for round one. Um, and he should start in round, round one. If he averages between 60 to 70, that's a fantastic output for a guy, 123K. Um, I think that, I don't know if you watched that that video, but he danced through the midfield, delivered a 50-meter pass on the chest to Jared Waite. I did actually see that impressive. one. Yeah, very good kick. Um, and he's mid-forward, which just means that he's pretty much a lock. So um, if he plays round one, if he's in any team, I, I, and he ha- if he has decent JLT form, he will be in everyone's round one side. Pretty much it. Yeah, 100%. I do agree. It looks like a jet. Excellent. Any uh, hospital ward issues we have to look out for? Uh, no, just the Z-ball, really, and um, from earlier. And you're looking at, I think, Marley Williams was restricted initially for the preseason. But other than that, North don't actually seem too bad uh, as far as the hospital ward goes. Excellent. So, uh, But that being said, Higgins could join them any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He's had, he played every game last year, bro. I don't know. Uh, I hate him. He's, he's in. He's in my good books at the moment. But I'm can, sure. I'm sure there's a lot of Higgins haters. I'm sure that at some stage Higgins burnt you hard, and you're still reeling over it two years later. Because you hold grudges like, especially in football, like no one I've ever seen. That's a lie. <laughs> Elliot Yo is definitely not in my side. <laughs> yes, sure. Everyone has their burn man. Here's here's one. Maybe give us a shout out. Who's your burn man? Who's someone that you can't go with? If it's Heater, tell us it's Heater. If it's someone else, you know, who's if your burn man? Ja- Jaeger. Or if 100%. you just don't like the fact they left your club, a.k.a. Dangerfield. Or a.k.a. Elliot, everyone, yo. everyone that leaves Brisbane Lions. So, like, the entire squad. Yeah, Doherty, Longer, <laughs> Yo, right. Anyway, um, so, look, breakout, I've already uh, touched on it. There's really only three. Goldie to uh, break back out, I suppose. Um, Luke McDonald, I think, will have his first breakout. And then Simkin, I think, has a potential if he gets the right role. And only if he gets the right yeah, role. He might break out under someone's bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cutting oranges. <laughs> um, 
in terms of draft round out, um, so I, th- I don't think uh, Goldie will go early anyway. I think he's going to be a very late pick. I, don't I think, think he'll be a sleeper. 1.5%. I think got it's my, a sleeper. My, got my eyes on him, like all the late drafts, uh, selections. Um, so where do you think he'll go, Chris? Because I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- I'm actually torn now because there's quite a few that I think will fall. So I think Todd and someone like a Zach Smith, who I think has got real good value, I think they might go around the same. And for me, I'm thinking about... <laughs> Just for those at home who are listening while we're laughing, <laughs> Ben just had a swig of his beer and poured it all all down himself. It was, it was everywhere. It was a massacre over here. It was hilarious. Um, just moving on. Um, so, that, so they're really the only premiums. And, and, and Luke McDonald's, who I think should be a consideration in draft, you'll get him really late, um, but pick him up when you see value. Uh, maybe around about the 85 to 88 average um, going through those defenders. Yeah, and um, benches waiver options: Cunnington, Zebel, Higgins, Tarrant, McMillan. I think also could provide some decent service without uh, Mullet as well. Yep. So look, we do appreciate the listen, guys. We know North Melbourne; they don't maybe have so much super coach relevancy at this at point all. in time. <laughs> we tried to make it enjoyable for you through That's this why process. Still beer all over Look, if you, don't, if you don't like it, then please don't shoot us and maybe complain to the North Melbourne recruiting agency. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> That's not our doing, but... Um, I mean, I'm, if there are North fans out there, I know there's like four of you, uh, I really apologise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> no, nah, we love everyone. That and shin thank bonus spirit. Any, anyone that listens to our podcast is a fan of ours, so thanks very much. Yeah, that shin bonus spirit. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, thank you very much. Next, we'll have Port Adelaide, and um, we'll make up some time on that one. Thanks, looks guys. Of it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. It's so-